You're listening to the Sobe Party Mix on Bay FM 100.3. And Tony, I think it's time for another guest. Oh, I am so excited. I know, because we have a star and an icon in the Australian drag scene. She is the queen of Oxford Street in Sydney. And she has all the insider info on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under because she was on the show herself. Oh, yes. Season three premiered this past Friday. And we are joined now by a contestant from season two. Whether she's making the semi-finals on Australia's Got Talent, working with some of the biggest names in the industry, or headlining legendary shows in Sydney and beyond, we are so excited to have her on the program. So racers, start your engines, and please welcome the ten tapping toes and two wheeling heels of the Super Duper Mini Cooper. Welcome to the show, Mini! Brum, brum. <laughs> oh, she's raring and ready. How are you? Oh, you know what? I might have a couple of extra miles on the clock, but the engine's still running. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with experience, Minnie. Nothing at oh, all. Oh, no. And you know who always makes me laugh? Once a young kid said to me after I did a number once, oh, you're actually really good. Oh. And I said, well, talent ain't ages. <laughs> I'm old. Doesn't mean I don't have talent. <laughs> it was quite. It was like a backhanded compliment. It was so funny. I know. And when they don't think it's a backhanded compliment, but you think, oh, okay, great, thank you. But, <laughs> but you are an icon, and that only comes with experience in the field. Mm. Yeah, it does. And I, mean, I find it very weird when people say that to me. But I suppose when you've done it as long as I have, you've got to be called something. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we start with Drag Race? A little bit about Drag Race. Now, obviously, your career was incredibly successful before Drag Race. After being on it, has anything really changed for you? Oh, what's changed for me? It changed me more emotionally as a person, actually, doing that show. It was very, how do I say? say this with trying to be diplomatic okay. it really sh- it shook me because you know what i realized especially after watching last night actually i wasn't going on to that show as a competitor to compete in the competition i just went on that show to do drag mm. and there were and it, it has come out and i'm happy to say it but there was one person in particular and a couple of people got together and they were going to get me on the show to make me look bad. And I'm not lying about that. That's just the truth. And that really shook me. So I was basically sort of gaslit through the whole year and that takes a toll on you mentally. But I've come out of it a better person. I almost wanted to give up drag after I finished Drag Race. Oh, I, just no. didn't think I'd, I didn't think I'd ever perform again. I lost my mm. passion, my light. And it's a shame because it's a show I love and it was something I was really looking forward to. But due to tall poppy syndrome and I was very uh, polarising and problematic. Like there's things on the show I'm definitely not proud of and the way I responded. But in the pressure cooker and the stress I was under, that's the way I manifested. And I've got to live with that. I'm, that's the hardest thing I've had to deal with being on that show. As much as I loved being a part of it at the same time, it's real weird. Mm. Wow, what a double-edged sword. I know. Oh, totally, 100. Be be careful what you wish for, they say. Because I never thought I'd get on to Drag Race. Like, I thought it would never happen in my lifetime. So I was so joyous to be on the show. And then it's just... And no fault of my own, I was a part of it as well, but it just spiralled for me, which was a shame. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed watching you on that program, and I love your drag, and I love your performances, and I am such a fan of you. 
Oh, thank you very much. And I'm a fan of me too. Oh, good. Oh, yes, I that's what we love to hear. Because, okay, I'll tell you a very short story. Even though I've never seen you perform in person, Mm. the weekend that I came out to my best friend, we were in Sydney at the time, and Mm. after I had that discussion with her, the rest of the night is a complete blur. Apart from we are walking up Oxford Street and we're reading a poster and my friend pointed out your name on the poster and lost it, thought it was the best drag name she'd ever heard. And that is the only other memory from that night is just going, oh, brilliant. Where is she performing? We need to go find her now. And, of course, you weren't performing that night. But you were very much a part of that weekend, which was a big weekend for me. So for that alone, I thank you. Oh, my God. How long ago was that, can I ask? Because I've been doing drag for 20 years. Um, it was close to 20 years ago. Yeah, wow. And they probably spelled my name wrong back then. <laughs> oh, 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 the shade. Uh, okay. I, I cannot remember how they spelt your name on the poster. I will admit that. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when I first started, people used to spell it like the car and go, no, it's mini like mini mouth. So, and I'm dyslexic. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I may have mentioned it once before. And so am I. And dyslexic representation oh. is always appreciated in my book. Well, yes, you're such a powerhouse. It's, what, 366 days since uh, season two premiered. So it's been a whole year since the greater community was introduced to you if they didn't already know you. It's such a highly emotional experience. It's amazing to see you on the other side of it now, still kicking goals, still being the incredible Mini Cooper that we know and love. Downright slaying is the only way I can put it because it's great to see that it hasn't tarnished you in any way. If anything, it's made you better. What I had to do through my journey through it all, I've gone back to my basics and do the things. What are the things that I cared about the most? It was like I teach kids for a living and that does not mean I groom them, which I find really offensive because I am a drag queen at life, but I've been teaching kids for 30 years yeah. as a man. Uh, it's my favourite thing in the world. But, you know, I teach these kids and, like, just recently I choreographed a musical at a high school and the boy at the end came up to me and he was ADHD and he said that I've never felt a place to fit in. And he goes, thank you so much for giving me a place to belong. Oh. So it's, yeah. That is so special. It yeah. really is. Oh, it makes me all teary. And I've gone back to that part of my life and I'm going to start doing my drag to riches competition again and lifting girls up, younger queens, and building them up because I really do love watching other people achieve. It's my favourite thing. Oh, what a gift. I know. Yeah. I know. And I, and I lost that gift because uh. it was sort of abused. The gift was abused. Now that we're sharing the good word on the Sobe Party mix, it's perhaps it's great for other people to hear that as well. Yeah. This is all too heavy. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's fine. No, it's yeah. fine. Now, Australia's got talent. I know. Do you know what's interesting about how that came about? Because I've been doing drag for years and years and years because I used to work in musical theatre till I was 30 as a chorus boy. And then I'd stop singing and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the best singer in the world. But I'd stopped singing and I was working in drag really for long, choreographing shows, producing shows. And I met an amazing woman called Faith Prince who won the Tony Awards playing Adelaide and Guys and Dolls back in the 90s. She was here in Australia and the place where I teach, she did a uh, seminar 
and she changed my life. Always ask for what you want, but never have a sense of entitlement. Mm. Uh, she sang, and she goes, I'm not a great singer, but I'm a great storyteller, and I thought, well, I'm that. So then I went to New York, and I came back, and I'd never sung for years, like probably for 13 years. I sang at the Diva Awards, and then the next thing I said, I'm going to go on Australia's Got Talent and get my tap dancing kids on. I went, it's amazing what you can achieve if you just put your mind to it. I and love that. I'm shocked that I did it myself. Well, I got to see you perform, I think it was the Drag Race Down under tour at QPAC and you sang live. I think it was Be Our Guest. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. No, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. An incredible, incredible performance. You have the pipes. I'm not like the best singer in the world, but I just, it's a great way to communicate and drag. It's tangible. I love lip syncing as well. It's a different kind of energy, Mm. but there's something about being able to sing and connect and tell stories through song, which I just love. I just cannot wait to actually see you perform live. My one woman child, I'll have you in tears. I'll make you laugh and I'll have you in tears. Great. If I don't, you can have your money back. You can have my money, girl, any time of the day. Don't worry about that. Mm. I'm just happy don't to worry. be a part. I was lying when I said I'd give Okay, it good. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to actually go after this interview, we're going to go into your version of Never Had a Friend Like Me. Oh, wow. Because that's what we like to do here. We like to give the listeners an unexpected experience. <laughs> And it's definitely unexpected. Well, a a song from Aladdin, that might be somewhat expected, but a live performance by the one and only Minnie Cooper, they'll never see it coming. Mm. Love that. And I have to say, that was one of my favourite, like, I just, things that come out of my mouth. When I did Australia's Got Talent and Dicko says, we won't be putting that genie back in the bottle. And I go, oh, three rubbers in a puff to work hard enough. (laughs) Oh, that is gold. That is Australian drag. That's what that is. Yes, exactly. Oh, and did you watch Drag Race last night? I have. What did you think? I loved it, I have to say. I thought it was so entertaining. That's one way to put it, entertaining. It's camp, it's a bit of, it's a bit chaotic, but it's only episode one we have still have so much more to learn about these queens no i did enjoy it i really enjoyed it it's great to see that down under's back on our screens and you know what this might come across as a little bit shady but i don't mean it this way i love that they're all a bit green because you know normally you see these polished well-rounded entertainers in that dynamic and it's the formula has become that formula I find it fascinating watching these people cope in that high-stress situation. Like, you're not even be able to remember your line when you walk into the workroom because mm. they're so stressed. Nobody can understand the stress that that show puts on the people that are on it. Mm. It is unlike stress I've never experienced. And to see how these kids are coping, I just think it makes for great TV. Do you know what I think about drag? As long as it's... I don't care if it's bad or good. I just hate when it's boring. I just want to feel something when I'm watching it. And, um, hey, we have to ask the uh, probably the most important question about Down Under Season 3, Minnie. Who's your pick to mm. win? Who do I love so far? I love Floor. Mm. I love um, Gabriella Bucci. I think she's a gem. I just hope... Her drag, I just love authentic drag and they know who they are. But she's really quite smart. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. It's really thought out and I love it. I think exactly. it's really great. Yeah. There was a drag queen in Sydney called Joyce May and she used to do her makeup like colour by numbers, right? But she was such a character, but it was all very well thought out. People thought she was crazy, but she wasn't crazy. She was actually super, super smart. Then she's, she's sort of setting out that 
brand of Gabriella Labucci, and I'm sure we'll, she'll flesh it out more as the season goes on. I oh, definitely totally, agree with you. Totally. She's very, very smart. And I love Isis. I think she's really, she just looks incredible. So beautiful. Yeah, she's impressed me so far. Um, I'm very yeah, curious to too. see where she goes. And who's your pick? I would say either Isis or I'm mm-hmm. actually very curious to see where Ivory Glaze goes over the season. Ivory Glaze, oh my God, that broke my heart last night watching it because I actually helped her with some costumes and stuff. Oh, yeah. So when she was there, I could just see that imposter syndrome when you're sitting there. It's so interesting in a group dynamic. If you're not used to working in a group and being secure in your idea in a group, that's exactly what happens. They were trying to be helpful and just giving advice, but that can also have a reverse effect. I could see both sides of the, the coin there. Yeah. And if you're not secure in your belief, that's when you spiral. you just got to commit to you. If that's what you believe in, just do it, and regardless of the outcome, like my clown, I committed to that clown. It was horrendous. <laughs> oh. Well, arguably one of the most iconic moments of season two is oh. the lip sync oh. between you and Beverly. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but I, the fans and all those oh. Lady Gaga, how dare, but I'm dressed as a freaking twain. Oh, that was my thinking behind it. I thought I'll go down the camp road. Yeah. But you know what? I made a choice and you know I can live with it. You're still an icon no matter what position you uh, came in oh. the show. Mm. You're still I the have... super duper Mini Cooper regardless. Can I do... I am confident in saying this, and you can, people can say I'm delusional. I was never not entertaining on that show, regardless. Truth. <laughs> Amen. Truth. Amen. Well, I think with that, we should throw to a song from the super duper Mini Cooper. Uh, Love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Party Mix. Oh, we thank thoroughly, you, thank thoroughly you. appreciate you. I love talking about me. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we love talking about you too. Yeah, we have so much in yeah. common. My goodness. I know. We can be friends. <laughs> we can. We can. And don't forget. Make sure you follow Mini Cooper on all the socials to find out where she's playing, when she's doing it, and where you can grab your tickets because this is a performer you will not mm-hmm. want to miss out on. Mini Cooper, thank you so much for joining us on the Sobe Party Mix. Thanks for having me.